0: Hello there and welcome to Following the Truth. Today is Monday, it's June the 21st. My name is Gary Zimak, and I'm glad to be with you here. We're going to be here for the next 30 minutes. I hope you can stick around for the entire show. Well, today we begin week two of our eight week give up worry for good program. We're going to talk about some of the, uh, the material for today. I want to share some thoughts, but I also Want to share some things from the readings uh, from today's daily mass? Really good stuff. Ties in nicely, and, and I think um, I think it's really important that we talk about the the theme of this week is all about God's power. Recognizing God's power, for with God nothing will be impossible. Luke one thirty seven. This is one of the things that we're going to have to understand when it comes to giving up worry. We worry. Because we don't think that our problem is solvable or it's going to be too excruciatingly painful. I mean, there's a reason we worry. We don't worry because we think we can handle something. We worry because we don't think we can handle something. And because we have a God who walks with us always, there's nowhere we can go to get away from him, we shouldn't have to worry because we have him who is all-powerful and all-loving, right? I mean, in theory, this is all true. But he just has to become real enough to us. And when you're getting blindsided with problems, when you are, you feel like your your head is going under, you're sinking in the waves. It's it's difficult to really to latch on to him and recognize how powerful he is. So all this week, and give up worry for good. That's what we're going to be concentrating on. All right, let's pray. Let's pray to that all-powerful God right now, and then we'll talk more after the prayer, all right? But I, I would invite you to join me, and I just want to call to mind the fact that wherever you are right now, God is with you. He is present with you, and He's standing by, ready to help you with whatever you need. Let's turn them, Him, okay? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, thank you for being here for us right now. Father, we recognize that you are not only all-loving, but you are all-powerful. Therefore, any problem that we can ever face is something that you can handle. And Because you're all-loving, we understand that you want what's best for us. So therefore, when we have these problems in life, we can turn to you confidently, knowing that, number one, you can handle the problem, and number two, that you really care about us and you want to help us. Father, we need help remembering that, though. It's so easy to forget that. So today we ask you to remind us to remind us of your power, to remind us of your love, to remind us of your constant presence with us. We lift up our intentions. We pray for our family and friends. We pray for all of those who who have asked for our prayers. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who are discouraged. We pray for all of those who are seeking a new job or seeking a job. We pray for those living in poverty. We pray for those who have lost hope. We pray, Father, for those who do not know you. Father, I ask that you use me as your instrument today. That you give me the words for this show. That you speak through me and give me words the message that you would like me to deliver. And Father, I ask that you open all of our minds and hearts so that we can hear your message and be willing to put it into practice. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, thank you so much for praying with me. Again, I'm Gary Zimak. You are listening to Following the Truth. It is day one of week two of our eight-week Give Up Worry for Good program. program. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good first week. And, you know, the first week we just laid some initial groundwork, some initial groundwork about what it means to give up worry. You know, it's, it's sort of just like the idea of envisioning what your life without worry could look like. That's what my goal was in the first week of the the, the reflections in the book. This week, I want the focus to be, or at least when I designed the book, I wanted the focus to be on understanding the power of God. We will look at the fact that God loves us. We will look at the fact that we can... We are expected to do what we can. This is the things in the week to com- weeks to come. We will look at the fact that we will, we're will we going to encounter difficulties. We're going to look at the importance of surrender. And then finally, in our last week, we're going to look back, not just at what we learned, but look back in our lives and realize that, man, God has been with us. It's just like yesterday in the gospel for yesterday's mass, the storm at sea. After Jesus stilled the storm, the men in the boat looked back and they said, whoa, what just happened here? Now I'm paraphrasing, but that's really what they said. Look, he came through for us. And look, that's what we got. That's what we have to do. We have to learn to look back. Okay. So again, we're going to talk about that power of God today. And, uh, but I want to share some things also from today's daily mass, something that really hit me. And this is, you know, these are concepts that we all have to put into practice, I want to let you know, too, I don't know when you're going to be listening listening to this. Chances are you will have missed the live Facebook session. But I want to remind you, in case you're listening to this before 7 p.m. Eastern time on Monday evening, that I will be doing my Facebook live session. It's not going to be long, 15, 20 minutes maybe, to give you the opportunity to ask any questions. Now, in case you hear this after... I went live on Facebook. The archived, uh, the archive video will be stored. So what you need to do is go to Gary Zimak, speaker and author. That's my Facebook page. Make sure you like it, so that you see future posts. And then if you have any comments, anything from the past week, anything about this week, post the comments, and I'll get back to you. So even if you don't, if you, even if you're not watching live, post your comments. And I will, I will get back to you. respond to it. I just want to make sure that we have some sort of ability to interact, and that's why I'm doing the Facebook lives. You know, if, if you don't want to do that, you can also email me at Gary at truth dot com with any questions that you might have. We're doing this together, and I want you to I want you to understand this. This is a, an, a, as interactive as I can make it of a Bible study. I wanted this to be a virtual small group. But it's not really that small, but we're still going to be interacting, and and that's why we're doing it this way. And you have the capability to send me emails, to contact me through the Facebook Live sessions, so in case you have any questions or you you're struggling with something. I want you to know I am praying for you, and I would ask you to please, if you would, pray for all of us who are going through this Give Up Worry for Good program. I'm going through it too. I wrote the book, but I still need it. You know, I, I think it's important that we keep praying for one another. Okay. For more information, if you're if you're new, if you if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you sign up for my daily email reflection. You can do that by going to followingthetruth.com. Obviously, you're listening to this, you know about the podcast. And there's also a link on my website on how you can buy give up worry for good. You can also get it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Avi Maria Press and, and a number of other online booksellers, but it's it's on the website. Uh, it may, I make it easy on the website. The other piece of information, the other piece of information that I um that I that I have for you, that I would or like to share with you is um the fact that I am offering, and you probably saw it in today's email reflection um i am offering my give up worry for lent parish missions for 2022 at no cost or i should say at no fee uh, if if you contact me i'll give you the specifics but these uh these uh mission spots these slots are going to um they're going to disappear very quickly so if you are interested in setting up a give up worry for lent parish mission for 2022 lent of 2022 please email me as soon as possible at gary at following the com, and I'll, I'll let you know the details make sure you let you know your your make sure you let your pastor your dre's your adult faith formation directors know about this um, i'm doing this because of the fact that many parishes are still hurting because of the pandemic donations are down and they can't afford to bring in a speaker so i i, I came up with a way that we can make this work And if we do it this way, um, write to me for details, but it enables me to get what I need to survive financially as well. So contact me, Gary, at followingthetruth.com if you would like to bring a Give Up Worry for Lent parish mission to your parish for Lent of 2022 at no fee, okay? Um, Just let me know as soon as you can. All right, so let's talk about, let's look at the material for Give Up Worry for Good first. Week two, recognize God's power. For with God, nothing will be impossible. That's what I start with. This week, we are, we're talking about God's power. You you know, like many of us who tend to worry, we, we consider ourselves to be weak. Obviously, we have some sort of a weakness, but in a sense, look, let's be honest. People who don't worry, many of them have a weakness too. Many of them, especially who don't lean on God, have a huge weakness And they don't even realize it. We at least realize, those of us who are going through this Give Up Worry for Good program, we recognize that we can't do this by ourselves. And God wants it that way. He wants us to recognize our weakness so that we can let His strength get us through this challenging business of life, right? And that's what we are called to do. So this week, we're not going to look at our weakness. We're going to look at His strength. And I think that's really important that we're able to look at the strength of the Lord. So here's what I'm going to do. There's a scripture passage that would normally be read in a group study. I'm going to read it. It's Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Then we'll talk a little bit about it, okay? In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed, to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and considered in her mind what sort of a greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How shall this be, since I have no husband? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your kinswoman Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Now, now here here's the thing. I've got five questions, five discussion questions pertaining to this reading. I recommend that even if you're not doing this in a group, if you're doing this alone, that you, that you spend some time thinking about these questions, go back over this reading. But I'm not going to answer each question because I want you to, to do that, to spend a little time doing that. But I, But I do want to make a few points about this. When we look at this encounter... When the angel Gabriel appeared to the Blessed Mother, one of the things that becomes apparent is that she was afraid. And the reason we know that is because the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found a favor with God. One of the questions that I ask, when discussion questions I ask is, why do you think that Mary was troubled? Because the angel does say that Mary was greatly troubled. And I, I pose the question, why do you think that she was troubled? And my hint is to read the passage carefully and don't assume anything. Sometimes I'm not going to tell you what, what it is because I want you to go back and look at it, but I will tell you what it's not. Mary was not troubled because she was afraid of the future. Mary was not troubled because she trusted. she didn't trust God's plan. Mary was not troubled because she thought the plan was so crazy and far-fetched that it was never going to work. And the reason we know that, if you reread that passage, and again, it's Luke chapter 1, and it's it's in Give Up Worry for Good too, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, it becomes apparent when Mary was troubled and what the angel said to her, and Mary reacted by being troubled. And I'll give you another hint, it wasn't when the angel revealed the full plan to the Blessed Mother, which is the point where you, where you and me would have probably been troubled. The really cool thing about this is Mary was able to say yes, even though she didn't know many of the details. And that is the thing that you and I, I think, struggle with with the most the future the the uncertain future. We don't know what's going to happen. How is this going to work out? What if this never gets better? I don't know the details and therefore I begin to worry. But if we look to Mary and and her as a role model, we begin to see what it looks like. And again, I'm not I'm not look, look we we'll get there, but we begin to see what it looks like when somebody really trusts God. Now Again, I don't want to freak anybody out because we're all weak and we are all not the Blessed Mother. We don't have her faith. But we can get closer to that point. And that's what these eight weeks are all about. Now, I want you to hold that thought for a minute. I want to read something to you. And this is from the first reading from today's Daily Mass. And it's the story of Abram, who would go on to be known as Abraham. But at this point, he's called Abram. And the Lord God was was deciding at this point to to call a group of people together. He he was creating a people, the chosen people, who would be the Israelites, who would be his own. And from these people, he he would establish a church. But this is the very beginning. I want you to listen to this. The Lord's words to Abram, and this is Genesis chapter 12, begins in verse 1, because there's a point and there's there's a real parallel between Abram and the blessed mother. The Lord said to Abram, go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless all those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. Abram went as the Lord directed him. I'm not not going to read the rest of the the, the first reading, but I, I want you to notice a couple of things here. The Lord said to Abram, Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk. In other words, leave your homeland, Abram, and from your father's house, where? To a land that I will show you. When Abram set out, he didn't know where he was going. The Lord would show him when the time is right, where he was going. And what Abram? What did Abram do? He went as the Lord directed him. And if you notice, Abram's job was to go forth. The Lord saying, go forth, Abram. And what was the Lord's job? He's going to show him the land where it, where the, where his ultimate destination is. He will make of him a great nation. He will bless you. He will make your name great. He will make Abram's name great. He will bless the Lord will bless those who bless him, Abram. And all the communities of the earth shall find blessings in you. A lot of these things that the Lord was promising Abram, they they would take place in the future. So in other words, there had to be some trust. And what Abram did and what Mary did, they followed the Lord without fully understanding where they were going or what it would involve. And this is what we need to get better at. And this is what this eight weeks is designed to help us with. To walk with the Lord, to follow him one day at a time even if we don't know what's coming tomorrow if you trust somebody it doesn't matter what's coming tomorrow as long as you know they're in charge and they can handle it and you trust them you don't need to know all the details and this is what we're working on and and he, the point is and you know the holy spirit's going to help us with this and we're going to do some work as well but the point of this is If we can get to that kind of a relationship with God that Abraham did, had, and the Blessed Mother had, we're going to be more peaceful because we're going to trust that He will handle whatever it is that needs to be handled. So you see that connection there? And for Abram, and really for the Blessed Mother, they both had to learn more about the Lord through the circumstances of their lives. Abram would be taught a lot of things and his faith would grow up until the point where he was willing to sacrifice his only son Isaac fully believing that the Lord would resurrect Isaac from the dead if necessary. Same for the Blessed Mother. She didn't know all the details up front but she trusted. And that's really what trust is. It's being willing to walk In the darkness, if you want to say the darkness or uh, be willing to, because you're not really dark when you're, it's really not dark when you're walking with Jesus, but essentially it is because you might not be able to see, but you trust that he can see and he'll lead you where you have to go. So I thought that was a nice parallel between the Blessed Mother and Abram. But as we continue um, this week focused on the power of the Lord, I have in the book some truths to keep in your heart this week, and I want to read these. What do we have? We have five of them. Let me read these, and then we'll talk about them uh, briefly. And, And just remember, this is the point. These are the five points, the key five key points that I want you to keep in mind this week as we go through the material. Number one, nothing is impossible for God. You don't have to feel it, but you do have to believe it. And I think this is something we can all understand. We, again, we're not always going to feel it, but this is one of those intellectual facts that we need, to, we need to accept, and we need to keep repeating it. And even in your prayers, Lord, nothing is impossible for you. It's a good thing to mention that. Point number two, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I, I write in the book, He performed miracles in the past, and He performs them today. So even if you need a miracle right now, And there's a good chance you do. I have some situations in my life that I need a miraculous intervention. By faith, we have to believe, or even intellectually. Again, you don't have to feel it in your heart. But it starts by intellectually saying that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can perform the miracle I need. He can still do it. Okay? Number three, God will either eliminate your problems or give you the grace to handle them. And, and that's the, that's a key point. Sometimes when we are early in our relationship with the Lord, we don't have that have that much experience interacting with him, our, our prayer is always, Lord, take this away. And if if you do that, that's fine. And that's that's always a good that's a fine prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. And Jesus prayed that way on the night before he died. But there will be a time, and, and this is what I, I want you to relax about this because I really believe that this is going to happen with you in time, not overnight, but in time. There will be a time when you will be able to pray, Lord, I'm asking you to take this away, but if you don't, then just give me the grace to deal with it. And and I found myself being able to pray that way more than I did in the past but it's due to the, the work, the transformative work of the Holy Spirit and my willingness to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So just know that it is possible for you to pray like that and really feel it, but it doesn't happen all at once. So the prayer, Lord, here's what I want, but if you don't want to give it to me, please just give me the grace to deal with with the problem. That's a really good prayer. Point number four, peace does not depend on the absence of problems, it comes from the presence of God. So therefore, you can be at peace, even if your whole world is falling apart, because God is always present with you. And that's something that we're going to try to gradually, over the course of this eight-week program, really understand. Number five, God's ways are definitely not our ways. If he allows suffering to enter into your life, it's not because he can't fix it or doesn't care about you. He's doing it because he loves you and he can bring good out of it. And, and this is, again, challenging. You know, if God loves me, why is he letting this happen? But what we don't understand is God's perspective. We don't see our situation like God does. We don't know ourselves as well as God knows us. And God knows that sometimes a good old-fashioned storm is exactly what we need because it helps us to realize, number one, how much we need Him. And it also allows us to trust Him because if I can fix the storm and just take it away by myself, I don't need to trust God. Sometimes He wants us to get to the point where we can't handle it on our own and we're forced to trust Him. And then we can see, just like the apostles on the boat in the Sea of Galilee, we can look back and say, whoa, our God just took care of this storm. In the future, we can have more confidence in him. So you see that? You see how that can help? So anyway, that's the point. Today, all this week, we're going to be looking at God's power. He loves you. He's all-powerful. And he's with you right now. So whatever you're facing, he can handle it. And he will handle it in the best way possible. He, if, you're, if you've got a storm right now, major problem, he's either going to remove it or give you the grace to deal with it. Sometimes he plans to remove it, but maybe not just yet. Maybe for a little while he wants you to trust him. And he wants you to get to know him better. If he takes the problem away... Sometimes we don't pray as much, no matter what we say. When we get right to it, we pray a lot more earnestly with a lot more conviction when we got a serious problem in our lives, and the Lord knows that, okay? So let's, uh, let's keep hanging in there one day at a time. Don't forget Facebook Live, Gary Zimek, speaker and author on Facebook. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Even if you miss it, check out the archive broadcast and you can ask any comments or just email me at, at com if you have questions, okay? I'm going to run. Thanks for hanging out with me and I'm grateful to have you participating in Give Up Worry for Good. We're going to do this. Just keep focusing on God's power. God bless you. Talk to you next time.